You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. everyone and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems and protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. So basically, what we have done is we have designed a threat intelligence system, and uh, this threat intelligence system collects data from open source intelligence as well as some closed and open source sources. That's Amit Malik. He's Director of Threat Research at Uptix. The research we're discussing today is titled Unwanted Guests, Mitigating Remote Access Trojan Infection Risk. And this data that is coming, it's massive amount of data that comes to us. And our uh, intelligence analysts, they analyze that data on a daily basis. So when they were going through this um, data, then they realized that there is a new kind of malware that they have seen. Now, uh, based on that, they started the exploration of their uh, uh, further investigation to understand what this new malware is. And they realized that this is a new remote access that's how this basically uh, it was identified. And, and you all uh, refer to this as uh, Quicks Rat. Uh, Rat, of course, is remote access Trojan. C- can you describe to us exa- typically what is the functionality of a rat? Correct. I mean, a remote access Trojan, as the name suggests, right? It's basically the attacker can use it to control your system remotely. Now, there are different type of capability and functionalities that comes with a remote access Trojan. We are calling this particular remote access Trojan as QuickStrat because that was the name that we saw inside the code of when we were doing the reverse engineering. So we saw that this name inside the code of the, the malware, right? And uh, specific to... The functionality of a rat, it, it varies across across the malwares. Like in this case, uh, the quick rat is capable of doing not only your uh, controlling your machine remotely, but it, it has some additional capabilities of uh, other malware types like ransomware. It can encrypt the file of your machine also, depending on the uh, instruction coming from the command and control. Right. In general, the remote access Trojan is basically somebody that talks to a uh, command and control server, get the instruction, and then execute them. It can be screen capture, it can be, you know, uh, taking uh, backups of or, you know, exfiltrating your passwords from your password stores, and then, uh, you know, key logging and all these kind of stuff that, in general, done by the remote access Trojans. 
And, and Quixrad is for sale here. Uh, folks can can buy various versions of this. Correct. So basically, the the attacker tried to. It's a two-way process that the attackers are using. One one is that they are also distributing the trial version of it, right? So that you you can try out, you can try out the functionality, you can see about it. Right? The other thing is they are also like if you are happy with the trial version, then you can actually purchase the the advanced version from them, right? Uh, and then uh, use it for your purposes, and they will create the infrastructure for you, right? So essentially, the Red uses the Telegram, so. Telegram is kind of a chat uh, services and they can create, you know, separate channels for you so that you can monitor the the rat uh, using the Telegram. Hey everybody, I want to take a few minutes here and talk about our sponsor, Splunk. You know, you need to keep operations humming around the clock, but potential disruptions are everywhere. Splunk helps you predict problems and find and fix issues fast so you can reduce risk and ditch downtime. The world's largest enterprises rely on Splunk's unified security and observability platform to become more efficient, resilient, and innovative. With Splunk, you can react quickly, evolve faster, and be ready for anything. Stay ahead of disruptions. Learn more at splunk.com slash resilience. Well, let's walk through the workflow here of QuickSrad. I mean, how does someone typically find themselves infected? And then, then how does it go about doing the things it wants to do? So basically what really happens is the, the QuickSrad uh, attackers, they are... Uh, you know, selling it into the uh, into the market, and uh, you know the other attackers can actually purchase it, and then they can bundle it with the with their attack, right? So right now we are unsure of how the initial attack is done, meaning that it could be a malicious document file or a PDF file where the link is embedded inside, and maybe an email is sent to the user where they might click on that email, right, on the link, or might open the attachment, and that ultimately downloads and executes this quick thread, right? So essentially, after the, uh, the infection, once it lands into your, your system, it does a co- couple of things. Like it, it creates, uh, it's identify whether it's running into the virtual environment or not. Normally, the security companies, they use the sandbox to run the malware for a specific time inside the virtual uh, environment so that they can analyze the artifacts of the particular malware. So what uh, this malware is doing is it's identifying the virtual machine environment. And if it sees that it's running inside that, then it will exit itself. And the other mechanism that it has, is basically it creates new text to run its a single copy or a single process at a, at a time, right? And once it basically starts inside your system, then it can pretty much do anything. Like, you know, there are some uh, interesting capabilities. Like, we do not see uh, uh, normally in the recent RATs those functionality. Like, it can control your CD-ROM driver also, right? It, it can. Now, CD-ROM driver is not very popular. These days, it was back in the days, right? So, back in the days, the RAT used to have that functionality. But it also have that functionality. So, what we feel is that it has used some old code of uh, some of the rats, right? Uh, and our link is somewhere around Toxic Eye. And it has modified that code and created this uh, new version of, of this rat. So 
once it is installed on your machine, it can actually control the entire things on your machine. It can take screenshot, it can capture all of the keys that you are pressing, it can uh, you know, extract the password from your Google Chrome and uh, Firefox and other browsers. There are lots of services that it supports, like you know, your uh, Telegraph credentials and, and many other things that are supported inside that we have listed on our blog. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I mean, the from a kill chain perspective that it, it does. Yeah, and as you mentioned, and the blog really lists uh, quite a number of things that it's capable of doing here. Um, we don't have time to go through all of them, but are there any that are particularly interesting to you that really caught your eye in terms of its capabilities? Yeah, so one thing that we realized in this uh, red is that it has a functionality of encrypting your files as well. Right. Hmm. So this is a uh, kind of uh, functionality we see uh, in the ransomware attacks, right? So that's not normal behavior of a, a remote access trojan because the remote access trojan provides you the access and then you can exfiltrate the data and so and so forth. Uh, but in this case, you can also damage the data where it can encrypt the files on your machine and then you know, it can delete the files and it can decrypt the file as well. So there is some motivation behind the red, not just extracting the information, but doing the damage on the information. And then maybe, you know, asking for a ransom and type this type of activity further in the attack. And so that is something that is, uh, we see as a kind of relatively new. And the other thing is the interesting about this threat is that it's it's not using the conventional command and control like you have attacker hosted infrastructure where you know you are receiving the command commands from the attacker hosted infrastructure. Instead, what these guys are doing is they are using Telegram as their command and control. So uh, Telegram is a normal chat applications uh, right uh, used by the the organizations and the people around the world. So you know. Using the Telegram to control the remote access trojan, it's something that we are seeing in recent past, like, uh, you know, in a couple of one or two years, there is a significant rise in the malwares that are using Discord and Telegram uh, to carry out their operations. So that's also uh, kind of uh, interesting in this malware. Hmm. Well, what are your recommendations for folks to protect themselves against this? So in general, Dave, uh, what we recommend to the people is that uh, you should not really click any link inside, coming inside your email from, uh, you know, uh, think twice about clicking the link or uh, think twice about opening an attachment that, that is there, right? Uh, clicking on those things and do not really browse the, the random websites that are there, right? Uh, but even then, you know, there are possibilities that you, there could be a zero day that might lands up and then, you know, install this type of malware on the system. So the best protection is to keep your security controls up to date and keep your system up to date, all your browsers or your email clients or the chat softwares up to date and apply all the security patches that are coming. And then be uh, vigilant about clicking all the links and opening and, you know, browsing uh, unnecessary stuff on, on the system. So these are the the methods that we recommend. How good is this uh, at at hiding itself? Or are there are there indicators of compromise uh, that are able to detect it routinely, or, or does it is it pretty stealthy? So in terms, I mean, it is doing some of the work to bypass the detection mechanisms like uh, the antivirus and the EDR. Uh, as, so normally, it is trying to. Uh, it's using a function called wait command thread, 
And the purpose of that function is to wait when it does the activity so that the monitoring or the, the correlation that is done by the, the security uh, software can be kind of broken in between, right? So some functionality is there in order to evade the detection mechanisms, but there are uh, uh, kind of, uh, we would say that the indicator of compromise, like we have also released Yara rule that scans the process memory. So process memory is a much more uh, sophisticated way of detecting a malware, right? So, you know, we can do the process memory scan to identify if, if this malware is there, is executed on the system. Uh, but apart from that, it also touched the other uh, files like browser credentials files and stuff like that. And normally the security software doesn't monitor if there is any access or any uh, you know, third party is trying to access these password, password store files of history and stuff like that. So, so the malware is trying itself to make it stealthy as much as possible. But we do also see that there is an opportunity uh, for, the, for the security softwares and at the defender side that there is enough evidence uh, you know, people can detect it. Is there any sense for how widespread this is? So as of now, we do not really know uh, like how bigger the impact is. Right now, we know that there was a Telegram channel where the attackers were actually uh, broadcasting it. And uh, there were two models. One is that you can try out as a free trial and you can purchase it. And there were all there was also a distributor model, meaning that you can be a distributor where you can distribute this forward and then they will compensate you as a part of, of that process, right? The moment we released a blog after, after, after around two weeks, uh, we again, uh, you know, tried to reach that Telegram channel that was making these announcements. And now we see that that channel is private. Now we cannot access that anymore. So earlier it was public and you know, people could access that. So as of now, we do not know the overall scope of like how bigger the attack is and how many people are infected. Our thanks to Amit Malik from Uptix for joining us. The research is titled Unwanted Guests, Mitigating Remote Access Trojan Infection Risk. We'll have a link in the show notes. The CyberWire Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.